To the Spook House Podcast. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And hey, Jason. Yeah. It's episode 50. It is episode 50. 50 fucking episodes. Can you believe it? It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I tell you, it seems like yesterday we were sitting on my couch talking about killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long, strange journey. Yeah. You know what? I remember around episode mm, three or four, I remember talking to Alyssa. I was like, so this is a thing now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, well, I'm not going to like just stop doing the podcast. But yeah. I, was, I had a moment. I was like, what have I done? Do we have 12 <laughs> people download Killer Clowns from Outer Space? We're internet famous. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, but we've uh, we've enjoyed doing this. We've yeah. been at it for like over a year now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely... A lot of a lot of work at times, but we enjoy doing it. But hey, um, real quick, we got a couple of new iTunes reviews. I'm horrible about you know saying, "Hey guys, give us an iTunes review," but please do. We appreciate it, and it helps us grow the podcast. It definitely does. Yeah. So this one is from Joel, the Ghost of Krypton. Love it. Great stuff. Check them out. Five stars. I like your style, Joel. Quick and to the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, dude. And Daddy Boy 69420. Love it. Said <laughs> Best Horror Podcast. Love these guys. Give them a listen. Five out of five. Oh, wow. There's a violent lightning strike outside my window right now. Saw that. All right. Thanks, Daddy Boy 69420. 420, you high, kinky guy. <laughs> we appreciate it, yeah, whoever you are. But yeah, if you could, you know, take a little take a little time out of your day, drop us five stars. You don't have to say a whole lot, but yeah, we wouldn't be mad at it no, if you did. Not. We like having feedback. We like hearing feedback. Yeah, of course. And real quick, I also don't promote the Patreon enough, but... I'm going to start doing it, Jason. We have one. We have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Spook House Podcast. We have to give a huge shout out to our boy, Zachary, from Burlington, North Carolina. Oh, Burlington. That's uh, about an hour away from here. Hour about, an, about an hour away. He signed up for the tailgate special. Oh, snap. Which... When I made that, I was like, nobody's going to fucking sign up for this. That's our highest tier. We got the bold peanut. Yeah. It's $2. Uh, what was the other one? Hush Puppy Deluxe. It's $5, right? $5, something like that. And I think the f- biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. 15 I think. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. 
The tailgate special was like the holy shit deluxe package. Well, Zachary, <laughs> our boy, signed up for it. So he got a shirt, three VHS tapes, stickers, a button. Um, we are going to get you on the podcast soon, Zach. Yeah. Just been swamped with a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. So we really appreciate it, man. And if you guys want to check it out and look over all our other tiers, we'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Come join our little Patreon family. We have some exclusive watch-along episodes. Yeah, we do. We got Child's Play over there. Hatchet. Hatchet. Hatchet 2 on there. Did we do Hatchet 2? No. We did not. Not yet. We could. Oh, we could. Yeah. Hey, before the podcast started, I I just realized, like, oh, shit, I haven't watched anything. Not true. I watched, um, I think it was just Victor Crowley. The fourth one? Yeah, just Victor Crowley. Were they... Airplane? Yeah. Yeah. That one's that one. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched it. It was shot in five days, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Could never tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you kind of could. I mean, it's not bad. It's just as good as the rest of them for the most part, you know? Yeah, I I wouldn't quite say that. I mean, it's dumb fun. Are you just mad because Daniel Harris wasn't in it? Was she in it? I can't remember. She has a cameo at the very end. Okay. I think she's like watching TV and then she... Grabs a shotgun and says, "Bring it on, motherfucker!" I think there's supposed to be two more. Then she the... cocks her shotgun. Then she's like, "Double scoops, double <laughs> scoops." Peter <laughs> <laughs> Crowley pulled a sneaky on me again. Didn't That's he? right. He's gonna take you to uh, Vincent Drug, if you know what I mean. Jeez, <laughs> jeez, what? You jeez, weird. So yeah, Patreon, check it out. We'd yeah, appreciate it. And absolutely, all that good stuff. So, Jason, have yes. you watched anything in the last week, sir? I've watched a couple things. Okay. Uh, so I got big into like cheesy action like tournament fighter movies this past week. All right. And I mean, I watched Bloodsport 4. That's a shit show. Good God. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody watched a Prodigy music video and was like, that's what Bloodsport needs oh. a, to be a Prodigy music video. That's very specific. Oh, it's, dude, it's awful. And the, the main villain is a... Like a Benjamin Franklin wannabe, it's really bad. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Side note, I've listened to The Fat of the Land like maybe twice all the way through in uh-huh. the past few days. Great fucking album. Really? Yeah, the Prodigies is shit. They're pretty good. Rest in peace, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Were you rolling? Was I rolling? Yeah, were you rolling? On Ecstasy? Yeah. Or on my roller blades? Which I don't ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna pull up one day and see me riding roller blades and be like it's good for your my leg exercises, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, Jason, I was not rolling. I did some running to it though. Ah, good nice. running music. Good running music. Mm-hmm. Good beat. Did you smack your bitch up? Uh smack my uh my mile average up. Oh you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Prodigy, Fat of the Land. Good album. Good album. Blood Sport Four. Not a good movie. Okay. But I also watched this movie called Heat Seeker. Mm, okay. What's so that about? it's another like tournament fighter movie, but it's a sci-fi twist mm. because instead of doing steroids, they're getting implanted with like robot technology. All right, and it's really bad. And the only reason I mentioned this, okay, is because the other fighters were were basically like actual like people that were like kickboxing champions before they started doing acting. Uh-huh. And your boy Tom Matthews. From Return of the Living Dead and Friday's Part 6 fame. Really? He was one of the fighters. 
Is he like the lead actor, or was he just one? He of was the... one of the fighters. Oh, it was okay. Like, and it was funny, like seeing his body because he's like straight up, you know, fighting wearing trunks. It's like a sea of. It was like Damien Maya in a sea of Tyron Woodleys around. Him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it'd be Tyron. Obviously, Damien Maya. He's an ADCC champion. Like the dude. Yeah. But if you saw him in a pool, would you be like, oh, whatever? Right. World class athlete over there. I respect that reference. <laughs> I'm sure not a lot of people get it, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Tom Matthews looked like a regular guy, and everybody else was just like a shredded Adonis in this movie. <laughs> I tried to kill Jason, but I fucked up. I fucked up. You got that right, Junior. I gave him a roundhouse kick, and I fucked up. <laughs> I tried to kill Jason. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. He was already dead. I know. Literally nothing would have happened <laughs> had you not dug him up and put a shovel in his chest. Yeah. Good All movie. of this Good happened movie. because of you. I have a feeling Friday Part 6 was better than... What you just said. Dude, it's not even close. Okay. <laughs> also, But I also got to watch Uncut Gems finally. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. It's on Netflix now. What and do you think? It's really good. I really enjoy it. Now, it's just straight up like tension the entire movie. It's like everything just constantly keeps fucking up and going wrong. Really? Yeah. And KG, Kevin Garnett, he's pretty good in this movie. Like, oh, I was nice. surprised because most times athletes, you know, you're like a, you think it's Shaq. Yeah. He's not. I mean, now he's just goofy Shaq, but when he was actually trying to be an actor, I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. Maybe Kazam wasn't the best actor yeah. ever. How is Adam Sandler in that? Really good, too. Really? He won the what, the Independent Spirit Award. Okay. But yeah, he's really good in it, too. I was like, oh, look at you. Good for you, Adam. Exactly. I know you have a big uh, affinity for comedic actors doing something traumatic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And especially compared to the shit he puts out, you know, those Netflix movies he does. I, it's, haven't, I haven't watched them. I don't. It's obviously like just him being like, I kind of want a vacation in, you know, name exotic destination. Yeah. I guess I'll shoot a movie while I'm there. It's I'll like, just invite all my friends down to hang out. We'll slap together a half ass script. They're like their own cottage industry, you know? They'll be yeah. like, yeah, it's like, let's go hang out together and make money at some vacation spot. And Chris Hawk's like, okay, whatever. You and know, then Rob Schneider's like, I need this money. Do you watch Half in the Bag, Red Letter Media? Uh, I've seen some episodes, but okay. not a whole lot. They despise Adam Sandler. And like, sure. I think the Jack and Jill episode, like, they didn't even talk about the movie. They just broke down, like, almost like a conspiracy it's like the budgets of his movies are fucking massive yeah and like 90 percent of it just goes to like al pacino being my movie for five seconds yeah. <laughs> but the rest of the movie just looks so shitty so yeah. it's like like where's his money going like is he laundering money what the fuck's going on here <laughs> anyways well hey good on you adam he's got some acting chops yeah he does yeah even like during his comedic stuff, he would have moments of like, okay, he's, he's pretty good. really good and funny people, you know. Now, that movie's not a perfect movie; it's our, but he's he's good in that movie. Yeah, he is. Anything else, Jason? No, that was pretty much it for me this week. You know, okay. not a whole lot this week, or anything I really want to talk about. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know, well, I'll be honest; I haven't watched shit other than Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley. What did you? Is that on Prime right now or something? Um, Tubby. I'm getting tubby? A little, getting a little tubby over here. I call it tubby sometimes. It's okay. It's a dumb thing that I do. Yeah. It's yeah. a tubby for all you folks listening. T-U-B-I. Yeah. Ignore Jason's joke. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't really watched shit. You know what? I watched Halloween 4. <laughs> Did you? I'm kidding. <laughs> Scout always does what I'm lying. Yeah, he does. Yeah. No, I was telling Jason earlier. I was like, 
Do you just want me to make up something so we can riff on it? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Like, Heard of it? When was the last time you watched a Halloween movie? It has been um, since we recorded our Halloween episode. Did you say you watched Halloween 6 when you got the VHS? I did. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched that kind of half-heartedly. I gotcha. But check it out. Tomorrow, I'm getting a new 4K TV delivered. Okay. I've never seen a movie on 4K. I may have to get Halloween for that, just to, you know. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Get that ultra high def, you know. So you can really see what that $300,000 looked like. You can see the splinters in the side of the Myers house, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can really see that cigarette smoke from John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, anyways, um, yeah, haven't watched anything. Has there been any horror news, Jason? There has been not a huge horror movie news this week, but I got a couple of tidbits. All right, what else got pushed back to 2021? <laughs> Literally everything. Oh, cool. Well, well you know, uh, I saw that Antlers got pushed back to February of 2021. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I did too, and I was, and I was like, oh. Well, that's right. That movie was split. Looked really good. So, a shame that it got pushed back like it did. Yeah, the trailer looked quite strong. Yeah, it did. Got that Guillermo del Toro stank. Quite on a it. mouthful. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. All right. Well, what else, Jason? Uh, so, Truth Seekers trailer came out today. What's that? That Simon Pegg Nick Frost movie oh. or not? No, a TV show. It's coming to Amazon Prime. Oh, the Ghost Hunters one. Yeah. Yes. The trailer looks really good if you haven't seen it. Okay. They haven't said the official release date. It just says later this year. Nice. Yeah. Have you seen? So basically it's those two and they're ghost hunters, but apparently they stumble across something that could potentially start the Armageddon. Oh, okay. So it says very comedic and also pretty serious at times. Okay. So. Well, hey, can't go wrong with those two. No. Well, I don't know. Did you see Paul? Enjoyed Paul. <laughs> you know what? I saw it once and I totally forgot about it. Nobody mentions it, and I was like, "Do I like that movie? I can't remember." Yeah, I, I don't. Nobody ever talks about it, but it was. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. I remember Seth Rogen as the alien was very off-putting. It was off-putting to you? Yeah. I don't know. It's just you hate like, Seth Rogen. I get it. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. But do you hate his laugh? Is that what it is? Uh, he kind of wears on you a little bit. <laughs> It just kind of felt like, what's really hot right now? Let's get Seth Rogen. Yes, Hollywood. That's what they always do for everything. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Seth Rogen. You're fine. I know you're listening. Um, you hate Seth Rogen. No, I, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that show. And hey, here's some other good news for you. It's not a movie, so it's not going to get pushed back. No, it's going to straight Amazon Prime. So go ahead and get that Amazon Prime subscription ready. That's right. I'm sure you have it because... Jeff Bezos needs another, I don't know, yacht for his airplane at some point. Where are you going know. with this, Jason? <laughs> He's got to pay off another mistress. Who knows? Fly out to Epstein Island. Hey. Whew. Oh, did you see that documentary on Netflix? I've seen some of it. I haven't finished it. I watched like about three or four episodes, and I was just like, I just feel really bad. I'm just going to. That's kind of how I felt, too. I, I just felt no desire to keep watching it. I was like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I did kind of want to see like how he got arrested and everything. I don't know quite the full story of that. Yeah, and you know how he killed himself because that's oh, definitely what yeah. happened. He one hundred percent murdered himself. Oh well, at least they caught what was her name? Jizz Lane. Jizz Lane. Oh, 
<laughs> hey, just Lane Maxwell. Yeah. Did you see our wonderful president say, ah, "I, w- so, yeah. I wish her well." Yeah. Let's... Really. Anyways, anyway, what else, Jason? Yeah. So, Brad Dorf has finally been confirmed to be the voice of Chucky in the Chucky TV show. Oh yes. Yeah. There's the good news I was trying to remember. Hell yeah, <laughs> Don Mancini, Brad Dorf, the real Child's Play team. Yes. Not this. I know some people thought it was fine. I guess it was. It was fine. Did you watch did you watch the whole thing? No. Okay. (laughs) I watched thirty minutes and I saw the kill count for it. I've seen it. Okay. (laughs) It's like, all right. But yeah, that show's coming out next year, I believe, and it's gonna be on sci fi and the USA network. I saw that. That's I don't weird. know how that's going to work. Are they going to be like on Tuesday night on Sci-Fi, episode one comes out. And then Wednesday on USA, episode two comes out. Yeah, that's really weird. I yeah. kind of feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. I don't, well, I'm assuming they're I'm assuming they're owned by the same company. Well, that's the only thing I can figure. Well, first off, by putting it out on cable television, who the fuck has USA? Well, it's a, it's a basic thing. So if you have cable, you have USA and Sci-Fi. But again... Who has cable these days? Exactly. You know. I mean, I, I guess some people do. I mean, yeah, sure. But the people that have cable, do they watch those channels? Mm, I don't know. Does your grandma watch the sci-fi channel? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless Wheel of Fortune comes on there. <laughs> Game Show Network, just crushing it all day. Oh, when we were in the mountains this past weekend, the cabin we rented, um, they had cable. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Everything's commercials. I was like, why would you pay for this? This is odd. Yeah. And by the way, I watched 30 minutes of Anaconda. There you go. I forgot to bring it up. Ooh, what part? What sec- What section of 30 minutes did you watch? Um, it was around the time they uh, they bamboozled Angelina Jolie's dad. Ooh. That guy. Oh, so you, so you did see Owen Wilson in this movie. Oh, yeah. That's he, right. Yeah. You always forget. Oh, he's like, oh, that's right. Owen Wilson is an Anaconda. Oh, oh wow. Look at that snake over there. Wow. <laughs> Wow, we should get out of here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw the part where um, the guy jumps from the waterfall and the CGI thing comes down and mm-hmm. eats him. Ah, uh, saw that part. Sick. And I saw the part where Jennifer Lopez tries to act. I did. I did catch that part. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but remember, not a whole lot. <laughs> remember Eric Stoltz is a star at that point. He's in like five seconds of that movie. That's right. Yeah. He swallows a wasp. I for I didn't catch that part. Yeah, <laughs> you missed it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Brad Dorfin is what is confirmed for Chucky. Hell yes! And the show is called Chucky. All right. There was a mini teaser trailer that really showed you absolutely nothing about it. It was just somebody. It was just Chucky in a toy store with a knife. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all you need. That's true. Just back to basics. Yep. Basic and, cable. Yeah. And they said they're going to try to keep it more attuned to the scariness of the first couple movies and not so much the comedy. Good. Yes. Good. No, the last one was pretty serious. Do you think Jennifer Talley's going to show up? Who knows? She might. <laughs> she needs some poker money. <laughs> All right. New Chucky. Did it say when it's coming out? No, it didn't have a release date yet, but I think it's supposed to be coming out sometime next year, I believe. Yeah, is I for saw. sure. Put that out on Amazon Prime or Hulu or something. I don't, there's, I'm sure there's a sci-fi app. I really want to watch that, but that sounds like a lot of work. How the fuck do we even watch it? <laughs> like, I'm not getting Gable, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the Leprechaun movie came out, and it was just a sci-fi thing. Ooh. I like, yeah. I called my mom was like, hey, 
Can I get your uh, direct TV information so I can watch this shitty <laughs> Leprechaun movie? <laughs> remember when sci-fi was S-C-I-Fi? I do remember that. Yeah. Now were, it's Seethy. That's right. <laughs> those were the old days. Those were the, back when they would just show like horror movies all day. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Anything else, Jason? One last thing I saw. All right. So, Tales from the Hood 3 is coming out. I didn't know that was a thing. That's the one you picked? <laughs> dude, it was a week. It was a, it was a slow news day. Slim pickings, Slow huh? news day. And it's been rated R. All right. And it's coming out this year. I didn't know they were making this. Hey, Candyman is rated R for like bloody horror and violence. I saw that as well. Fuck yeah. It's still supposed to be coming out in October. I kind of doubt it. Okay. If you say so. I hope they're right. I mean. Good luck. Yeah. I want it to happen. Here's an idea. Why can't you just watch, um, why can't movie theaters just say like, okay, you got to wear a mask the whole time and only three people are allowed per row or some shit like oh, that. Oh, that's what they have. Because I remember I saw the rules for, because Alamo did, I guess, some reopening in Texas a little bit. Really? And there's and they released the rule of what's going to happen. There's going to be social distancing and you have to wear a mask when you're not eating. That kind of thing. Okay. But, but still. But they serve... But, food during the movie. That's true, but uh, you've also got to think about there's still guidelines that people can't congregate in more than 100 or whatever kind of thing, and that's a huge thing. Yes. It's all very confusing. Yes. I swear to God, if Alamo goes under, I'll be so mad. I'll be pretty mad, too. This is the longest I think I've been in my entire life without going to the movie theater. Boring, like, you know, toddler stuff. Yeah. You know. Those fried pickles are so good. <laughs> buffalo cauliflower bites. Oh, my God. Gosh. Your popcorn's kind of nasty, though. Popcorn makes me feel like shit most of the time, anyway. Stop using ghee butter. It's weird. It is weird. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I had popcorn from there once, and I felt awful. Yeah. A lot of people say that. I don't know what it is. Maybe still, it's the ghee butter. Yeah, we still love you, Alamo. Oh, yeah. I get plenty of food when I go. I'll straight up donate to a Kickstarter to save Alamo. Yeah. Just the Raleigh one, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jason. Don't you take my video vortex away either, motherfucker. Don't you take it away. <laughs> Hands off. All right, Jason, anything else that to was talk about? It. You know, it was, yeah. like I said, it was just kind of a weak, weak there, Phil. All right, those are some words. <laughs> a weak, weak, you say? All right, well. Oh, well, before, look, before we dive into Secret Window... You know, I got to say this up front. I think Secret Window, this is the least horror episode we've done. It absolutely is. Perhaps. Have we done anything that's like more, you know, thriller inclined suspense? Not that I can think of right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Is this PG-13? Yes, yeah, PG-13. It is. Yeah. There's I, no bad language, really. There's no. There's a couple of swear words, curse words, cuss words. Yeah, there's some f bombs, but there's not that many, and there's no gore. It's yeah. all off screen for the most part. Yeah, true. Well, we're gonna talk about all that. Yeah, we are. But first, you know, obviously, our boy Johnny Depp is kind of involved in a entanglement, as Jada Pinkett Smith would say. <laughs> did you watch that interview I no I read a little bit of a transcript and I was like it's again so I was like you know I don't care about 
See, the thing is that with me, I don't care about celebrities' personal lives that much. Uh huh. You know, it's I don't care. Now, granted, I don't want to see their support like a. I'm not going to turn my blind eye when somebody's doing something awful. Mm -hmm. But I just whatever. They're still people. I don't. They need privacy just as much as we do. I don't give a shit, really. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the Jada Pinkett and Will Smith thing. It was like. What were they filming that for? Attention-seeking thing is what I, all I could think of. They were like on a, a sound... It wasn't like a leaked audio clip. They were like on a full production. Yeah. And yeah. Jada's sitting there all cross-legged. Mm -hmm. And she's yeah. like breaking down all their personal business. And Will Smith is just dying inside. And I'm yeah. like, who thought this was a good idea? I, Who's I benefiting like, from this? Again, that's why another reason I didn't watch it. I was like, I just I do not care. I wanted to give Will Smith a hug. I want to be like, dude. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, oh, she was cheating on you. With, I was like, but then you always heard all these rumors about how she was a lesbian and they had an open relationship. So I didn't even know. I was like, well, whatever. If they're happy, who cares? I like how she kept calling it an entanglement. It's like, okay. <laughs> Entangled in that dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jada. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Johnny Depp is... uh. In a very public court trial with Amber Heard currently. The first of two. Yeah, so they're in London right now. Yeah, they're in London for a death for a libel case. And apparently mm -hmm. after this one, they're going back to LA, I believe, for the defamation case that Amber Heard's done. Okay. So whatever happens. Now granted, there's different laws. Obviously, the UK has different laws than America does. You know, they're just a completely different country. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard. So, yeah, different laws, different countries. Gotcha. But it, yeah, this is... It, I'm assuming it was to have a little bit of a bearing on the case in America here. Yeah, well, the judge is going to, they're going to do final arguments next Tuesday, and then a judge will decide. It's not going to be like a jury or anything. Yeah. But I wanted to bring it up because obviously Johnny Depp's a star of Secret Window, and there's probably somebody listening right now that's kind of like, eh, fuck Johnny Depp, he's a woman beating piece of shit. And I'm right there with you if that's the case. Yeah. But. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence that's saying that's not the case, and it's quite the opposite. Yeah. So, they were married in 2015 mm -hmm. for just over a year. They met on the set of Rum Diary in 2011, and they were dating up to that point, and things just really went to shit when they got married. Um, now, both have been open about substance abuse, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think Johnny Depp was spending like an insane amount on wine and stuff. Dude, like thirty grand a month on wine. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good God! And I, they said he was at one point in the marriage. He they did go somewhere so he could detox from pain pills. Mm. So obviously, people that are on drugs don't act. They act erratically a lot of times. If that's an, an issue, yes. Not all the time. No. Like substance abuse doesn't equal domestic violence. No, per it se. Doesn't. Um, and also according to Amber Heard's personal assistant she was drinking like one to two bottles of wine a day yeah. so yeah she was drinking a lot of that too yeah. now you know like i was saying there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that's kind of saying uh, not quite misheard so they they divorced in 2015 and they released a public statement saying like you know we ended things although things were passionate and things got kind of volatile at times we always there was always love and we split amicably yeah know? see you later i bid thee adieu yeah because i remember when they first got <laughs> divorced there was some like 
uh, some story about how Johnny Depp may have beat her at some point. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they kind of recanted statement and they put that statement out. So this is basically Johnny Depp being like, all right, we're just going to fucking stop everything right here. Yeah. And then we're going to wash our hands of this this relationship. And then you'll do your thing, I'll do my thing. Yeah. So Miss Heard goes on like, she's like the face of the Me Too movement, which is a very valid movement, of course. But she goes on this, like giving speeches saying, I was a victim of horrendous abuse uh, by Johnny and just basically going on this this campaign of like smearing his name and everything. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's like, well, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> That's not quite the case. Yeah. And this really fucked up Johnny Depp's career because I remember at the time thinking like, ah, God damn it. Not, not yeah. you too, Johnny. Exactly. You're my boy. <laughs> He hasn't been anything good in a long time. But still, it's Johnny Depp. Black Mass was pretty fucking good. He was great that. in that role, the movie itself. That's yeah. what I heard. Everybody was like, he was cool, but everything else just kind of sucked. Yeah, the movie just wasn't great, but he killed it. Yeah. Um, I was never a big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean and all that. I just couldn't fuck with it. Yeah. But growing up as the, uh, you know, the, the I hate, I'm not going to say goth, but you know, the weird kid, the metal yeah. kid. Yeah, he's in all those Johnny, Tim Burton movies. You yeah, know? Johnny Depp was kind of like, he was one of us. Yeah. You know? Even blonde Johnny Depp in this movie was kind of what? Did you see that hair? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Had a mane on him. Yeah. Oh, God. The main event. Yeah. But point being, Johnny Depp was like, he's like, I feel you. That, that's that's my people right yeah. there. Yeah. You know? I'm from Kentucky, believe it or not. <laughs> I, too, grew up uh, in rural country, sir. Yeah. So, anyways, she goes on the smear campaign and... He's basically like, okay, you wanna you wanna get real? We can get real. Yeah. So he's taking her to court and he's suing the newspaper that called him a wife beater and it fucked up his career. Like he got dropped from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I mean, shit. I even thought like, yeah. what the fuck, Johnny? Yeah. And pretty much everybody did. Like you brought up Johnny Depp, it was met with like, oh fuck that guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like and- it totally ruined his name. Um, but since then, like, look, Winona Ryder has came out and defended him. Now, granted, they dated in the early 90s and all that, but she was like, and I quote, I was so absolutely shocked and confused and upset when I heard the accusations. I do not want to call anyone a liar, but from my experience with Johnny, it is impossible to believe these accusations. So there's that. Yeah. You know, and another ex as well. I forgot her name. Well, he's a... Parodies. He was with for like fourteen years. She came to his defense too, and then she's the mother of a couple of his kids too. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And also, Heard's personal assistant of three years came out and was saying, like, no, she was abusing him. She drank like at least a bottle of wine a day. Johnny Depp's bodyguard of almost twenty years, like, had to like kind of help him out numerous times and get him the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Like, especially when she smashed a vodka bottle over his hand and cut his finger off and put a cigarette out on his face. There's, like, pictures of that. So, And not to mention, like, Amber Heard herself has also, like, been proven to be an abuser in the past. She abused her ex-girlfriend. Yeah. There's that. And of course, her story's changed a lot. There are all these depositions and stuff. So, oh, one more fun part the arresting officer, who's an openly gay female, uh-huh. uh, Amber Heard accused the arresting officer of homophobia. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, she has a history of just yeah. making up shit. Yeah, she just, the right now, anyway. Now, we could, 
who knows exactly. There could be some bombshell coming at some point. But mm-hmm. right now, the evidence seems to be backing more Johnny Depp's side of the story than Amber Heard's. Yeah, and at the end of the day, they just seem like two people that should not have been together. Yeah, at the yeah. very like, this is absolutely a toxic relationship from everything you were hit. Yeah, but all that said, uh, I mean, hey, justice will prevail. We will see. Yeah, I can't say any hardline evidence like. You know, Johnny Depp's a perfect soul and this and that. He obviously has, you know, his own struggles and everything. Sure. But yeah, we'll see. So, therefore, we're going to talk about Secret Window yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the fun, fun stuff. stuff. <laughs> so, Jason, this was your first time watching Secret Window. This was the first time I've ever seen this movie. Okay, now, when I was, oh, 15. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it came out March 12th, 2004. They actually moved it up because Pirates of the Caribbean was such a huge hit. Yeah, they were like, Johnny Depp's so hot right now. Yeah. I went to see this by myself in theaters. <clears throat> K-Town? That's right. <laughs> Same theater we got uh, escorted off the premises for for trying to sneak into Freddy versus Jason. Totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, kind of. We didn't even get to see it the second time, but yeah. Um, I really loved this movie growing up. Don't know why. Just stuck with me. I don't know if I saw it in my formative years. Yeah. I don't know if it's because my boy, JD. JD. So this had a budget of forty mil, mm-hmm. grossed about ninety three million worldwide. Yeah. This was a it was an okay hit. It wasn't a huge, mm-hmm. massive success, but it was you know it was a, a okay hit. Yeah, directed by Mr. David Kiopi. I say Coep. I've always said Coep, but he's one of the biggest screenwriters in Hollywood history. Yeah. Um, Once you run down some of his accolades, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Well, a little movie called Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. He wrote that. Heard of it. A little movie called The Lost World, Jurassic Park 2. That's right. Wrote that. He wrote the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Uh, Premium Rush, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt bike movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. I haven't seen it, but I heard. I mean, it was, I it enjoyed was, it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was at his like peak of his powers, I guess, back in that round. That yeah, time. but overall, I think his movies have grossed two point three billion dollars at the box office. Oh wow! So David Kemp also directed Stir of Echoes. I still haven't seen that. Really? Yeah, I know it gets a lot of love. Pretty good movie. That new Kevin Bacon movie he wrote and directed. Yeah, I saw the... Did you see the preview for that? I did see the preview for it, and it's like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it seems like it's an okay movie. Seems like a generic ghost movie with a twist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Might be good. So yeah, he's a very competent director. Um, So let's just jump right on in, Jason. All right. Not jump in you. Jump into... (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Okay, that's gross. All right, so the opening shot... Look, I love this opening sequence here. I love how the movie just kind of switches on. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, here's a guy. He's in a car. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. You hear the wipers. It's snowing. He looks angry. So this is our guy. This is our dude. Mm-hmm. He's the one. We want to know what's up with yeah. him. <laughs> so, the one, like, he's Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Did you get that Neo meant one? Did you get that that little hint back in the day? Oh, I'd never even put that together. I never really saw the Matrix a whole lot. I saw it like once. Okay. I should revisit it. You should in 4K. Ooh, I bet it looks 
Remarkably, like it came out in 1999 on 4 <laughs> Probably. So anyway, the opening shot is great. He's uh, He drives off for a second. His inner monologue saying, like, don't go back. Mm-mm. It's too fast, too furious. And too right quick. fast, too furious. Don't go back to Tokyo Drift, am I right? <laughs> well, he drifts around that parking lot for a bit. Then he goes into the motel office, grabs a set of keys, drives up to the door of the motel room, barges in, and he finds his wife in bed with Ted. Mm-hmm. Gross. Timothy Hutt. T. Hutt. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think of this little opening sequence, Jason? It's really cool. I really like it. Do you see how they kind of they uh, set it up out of the production? Yeah, so Maria Bello and T. Hutt, they mm-hmm. were... Laying in the motel room for like 15 or 20 minutes in total darkness. They yeah. weren't sure like when Johnny was going to come in or really what was going to happen. But they had rigged up speakers underneath the bed and they had rigged up the lights to turn on when he opened the door. So when Johnny opens the door, this loud static comes from underneath the bed. The lights turn on and then they were genuinely freaked out. Sure, yeah. Well, Ted was mad. He was like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my dick wet, man. <laughs> oh, but upon rewatch, after knowing that, Maria Bello actually looks legitimately confused for a split second. Yeah. And then she starts acting. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? Mort, what are you <laughs> doing here? It's a better reaction than Linda Hamilton's and uh, Children of the Corn with the, the kid grabbing her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which, is a, it's, which employed a similar kind of gotcha. Hey, we're going to talk about corn later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like that, huh? It's like it bees like that. Oh, hey, sometimes. All right, so there's our intro. Camera pulls out of the room. Dramatic music swells. We get a little passage of time. Six months. Yeah, that's right. Six months. We're flying over a beautiful Quebec, Canada lake. Yeah. It's, I remember I was actually this is the first time I watched a movie for the podcast with Ian. Uh-huh. And she was like, really? Yeah. I mean, the first time in a while. Oh, I got you. And she was like, oh, that's so fucking Canada. It hurts. Uh, (laughs) Well, speaking of this shot, this cabin is so cozy. Dude, I like the way, because it goes into the the secret window. Yeah, so it, it, it... Get a huge establishing shot, just letting you know, hey, there's nobody around. Mm -hmm. It goes over the water. It goes around the side of the house, through the secret window. Yeah. Down the stairs and through the mirror. And that's where the movie starts. Yep. We are inside the mirror, perhaps an alternate reality. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm deep, bro. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> so, we meet Mort Rainey in a dirty robe, taking a nap. There's dishes everywhere. He's very disheveled, you know. Probably not doing too well. Drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. Oh, could hold, this have been hold this, the Dew talk? Jason. This was definitely twenty-five-year-old Jason's <laughs> a successful writing career. Just oh. sustaining himself off Mountain Dew and Doritos. I was so happy when I noticed. I was like, he does drink Mountain Dew in this. Holy shit! She, just, uh, you, you know, I watched it with her. And she was like, feels totally going to. I was like, yes, there's a good chance that I'm going to be made fun of, and on Instagram throughout the week too. Uh, probably not. You know Gunn's going to send a message about this. Oh, perhaps. Uh, maybe I'll whip up a fun video or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so we meet Mort Rainey. 
He's taking a nap, and he is awoken by a knock at the door. And who is it? Why, if it isn't Mr. John motherfucking Torturo. Yeah, we got old Amish Torturo. Is he Amish? Well, oh, he looks Amish. Oh, I got gotcha. you. you know. I got gotcha. you. You stole my story. <laughs> now, I got to say, best parts of this movie yeah. are these two. Yeah. The back and forth between mm-hmm. these are... It's very good. And apparently the big reason why he took this movie because his son's a big Stephen King fan. Yeah. Yeah. So John Turturro, of course, was in Big Lebowski as Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was in... Barton Fink. Basically, he's in pretty much almost all of the Coen Brother movies. Yeah, he was in Blood Simple, I think, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. So yeah, great actor. Yeah. So yeah, he accuses Johnny, or Mort, of stealing his story. They have a little back and forth, yada yada. He Por- leaves his script on the porch. He leaves his manuscript on the porch. So he also worked with a dialect coach to kind of hone in his accent. That Mississippi accent. Now, I don't know if you guys can notice this by listening to Jason talk on the podcast. He grew up in the South. Oh, okay. But Phil doesn't have any sort of accent at all. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> I think we both do, but let's be real here. You take the cake. Okay, that's fine. So, I don't come from Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. This is one syllable. What do you give his um, southern accent performance? It's okay. Yeah. It's I'll, not my favorite southern accent of all time. It's a variation. Yeah. Of, uh, it's not your, you know, not our southern accents. No, there's yeah. lots of different southern accents out there. Yeah, but he's good. Sewing Season by John Shooter, it says on the manuscript. He brings it inside and goes back to sleep. I am not an attorney, but just taking that that manuscript inside, he opened Uh himself up to a shit ton of lawsuits. Really? Uh Does it work like that, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, you took it. You can't prove that he didn't plagiarize at that point. Now, granted, I'm not any kind of attorney, but just him like accepting that like that. Oh, like he should like what he should have done. He should have called his literary agent or his lawyer and be like, "Hey, somebody left his manuscript here saying I plagiarized it. Uh huh. Uh, get this the fuck off my porch. I can't do anything about this." Do you hear that, people? If anybody ever shows up at your door accusing you of plagiarism, don't accept it. Don't touch it. It's a rattlesnake. It'll bite you. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Jason. <laughs> well, he's sitting at his desk and he's having a bit of writer's block. And this is the first of many times you will hear his inner monologue. Mm-hmm. And you notice his inner monologue is never like I, it's always you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, kind of establishing that, you know, he's kind of got two separate people. Yeah. yeah. So Mort deletes his little paragraph of shitty writing. Yeah. And he goes downstairs. And what's he do, Jason, as Jason takes a swig of Mountain Dew? He, t- he grabs his own Mountain Dew. Ooh. He also hates the fucking cleaning lady. But he. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hates the cleaning lady. And he has an adorable good boy named Chico. Oh, Chico. Nothing bad's going to happen to Chico. As soon as I saw Chico, I was like, oh, he's going to die. Oh. Well, he's in good boy heaven. Yeah. yeah. So, you're a Mountain Dew expert <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you can put that on your resume. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to add here? Like, no, they just, I mean, I get it. You know, get that Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew and cigarettes used to be like. Is this true to the uh, Mountain Dew? Like, oh, were you like, oh, that's definitely a 2004 limited edition can? Oh, actually, I can't tell you that much. No. Oh, okay. I didn't really start drinking Mountain Dew until I was like 23. Really? I'm, I didn't. I just stayed away from soft drinks for. I mean, do you remember me and like growing up drinking soft drinks or anything? 
Yeah, when I was a kid, that's when you drink soft drinks. I didn't drink soft drinks <laughs> at all when I was a kid. I went the other way with it. So you're just exercising these demons. Yeah. Okay. It's like scratching that nostalgia that I never had. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> you do the do, mm-hmm. boo. Yeah. All right, so he reads the manuscript and it matches his. Yep. And he spills the Mountain Dew. Hate when that happens, Jason. Party foul. (laughs) Mountain Dew abuse. (laughs) So he pulls out his old book and has a little flashback to his wife, discovering the window for the first time and wearing the robe that he likes to wear. It's a secret window. Mm -hmm. So he pulls out a cigarette. We see Chico again. God, he's so cute. He's a good looking boy. Now, the maid leaves, and he goes back to sleep. Two naps before 12 o'clock. It's not good. It's not a good sign. I feel yeah. like I'm starting to feel like he's, he's having some bouts of depression here. He's yeah. smoking cigarettes. He's hiding from the cleaning lady, which is hilarious. I've done that move. Uh, really? <laughs> you had a cleaning lady? Not a cleaning lady, but like, well, mom pops up when I'm smoking a cigarette. And I'm like 16. Oh, no, I'm not doing anything She here. knew. She totally knew. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Jason's smoking cigarettes again. <laughs> like I'll, you never hid your cigarettes from your parents. <laughs> I regretfully used to smoke. Gross. So I like the depiction of the midday nap here. You know, it, it kind of it'd be like this sometimes. Yeah. Hear a little, hear a little clock going. Mm-hmm. And he has very vivid dreams. You see a door bouncing off the hinges. Yeah. Coming unhinged, perhaps. <laughs> Ooh. And he sees a figure kind of shaped like Shooter walk in. Anyways, he wakes up to the phone ringing. It's his ex-wife, Maria Bello. And notice the contrast in lighting when she's on the phone compared to his dingy, depressed setup. Yeah. She's in a, uh, a good, stable thing because she dumped his butt for Ted. That's right, Jason. Dump him for Ted, who's a fucking dick. Dude, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. He's asking her about the story, if he was influenced, and yada, yada, and grabs another Mountain Dew. That's mm-hmm. two before lunch. Hey, man. You ever done that? These are 12 ounces. You fuck with the 20s. <laughs> you ever put away two of those bad boys before 12? It's possible. Okay. You know, I don't drink coffee, so I get my caffeine. <laughs> you got to get it how you can, am exactly. I right? Exactly. I like when he's like, how's Ted? Uh, <laughs> I think you should have a move in. It's a lovely house. I mean, that's why I bought it. <laughs> oh, snap. Then we see Mort hiking through the woods, and he walks up on Shooter by his car. Shooter says he wrote his in 1997. Then he's like, oh, too bad, bitch. I wrote mine in 94. Mm-hmm. Face. So Shooter pushes him up against the car. He's like, am I supposed to drive down to Riverdale and ask your wife I aim me for it? <laughs> if we do start to fight, it's not going to end until one of us is dead. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We grew up in the country, Jason. Yes, we did. I think you can agree that like country scary is like a different level of scary. You know what I mean? The entire like intimidation factor with like a like you meet like a crazy I don't know how to put it. But there's always that the hint of like okay this guy's definitely on meth right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think Shooter was. No. Yeah. But, but it, they have a I don't give a fuck if I murder you or not. Yeah, and it's kind of like well I'm already like my life is shit so I I don't care about killing you. Yeah. It's like that new level of 
fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I literally, I might kill you. I don't want to, but if I do, then so fucking be it. <laughs> yeah. So more, it's like, you know what? This is too much. I'm going to take my third nap for the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to totally ruin your sleep cycle. Right. Yeah. It's, I, your your melatonin s- production is going to be off the charts. Like, yeah. How do you, can you build a proper circadian rhythm when you nap all day? Thank you, Jason. Yes. So he rolls off the couch while he's sleeping. Cut to a little bit of Lost World footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the part where Vince Vaughn goes, flies off the, the rocks in that one. I haven't seen that in a long time. I didn't even know Vince Vaughn was in it. Yeah, he's in it. Oh. Well, he wakes up and he sees a note on the door. So he goes to investigate. The porch light has been knocked out. H2O style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Licking people crazy with the stick. (laughs) But Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not going to come save you. (laughs) (laughs) Did a really number on your kitchen, though. (laughs) That's right. So the note says, you have three days. I am not joking. No police. So Mort goes to investigate, and he finds poor motherfucking Chico with a screwdriver in his head. Yeah. Again, this is that Southern thing. They, They don't care. Yeah, so this really is like Halloween, huh? Killing dogs. Killing dogs. <laughs> All that's missing now is like a like shooter in the back with a grill. She's like, hey, I got some of these ham hocks from your dog over there. <laughs> now shit is officially real. It's crossed the line from just crazy guy accusing him of plagiarism to like, oh, he's actually killing stuff. The threat is real. Yeah. So Mort goes to the sheriff. Who seems absolutely useless. I mean, if your sheriff is wearing blue jeans, you're kind of in trouble, you know? <laughs> I used to have, like, one deputy in the office, too. Yeah. And she got, like, freaked out about something. Oh, yeah. And that's that's when Mort, he's, like... If you notice, like, every time during the movie, he's startled by women. He's, like, really uncomfortable around them. Yeah. Like, this lady at the uh, post office. Yeah. Um, when he's at the P.I., in his office in a bit, the assistant brings in something, and he's, like, visibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. The sheriff is useless, so he goes to the private investigator. Did Charles you... S. Dutton. My boy, Charles S. Dutton. Wasn't he... What's he been in, Jason? He's in Alien 3. Okay. Yeah. He's kind of he's... a character actor. Yeah, he's in Menace to Society. Oh, yeah. You fucked up. Is that, is that that guy? Is that the one that's like, you know he fucked up, right? Maybe. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Menace Society. Because I get sometimes I get Boys in the Hood and Menace Society mixed up. It happens. It does. Juice. <laughs> you got another... the juice now. <laughs> you got the juice now. That's a good movie. Let's do that next week. Okay. <laughs> Did you know who else was considered for this role? Was it Sir Ving Rang? Yes, it was. That's right. I would have loved to have seen that. Dude, I love Charles S. Dutton and Ving Rhames. Oh, yeah. Both of them would have murdered this role because Charles S. Dutton does do a good job and Ving Rhames would have done a good job should his schedule have provided the time for him to Here, here. He was probably doing Dawn of the Dead at the time. Possibly. Yeah, because it's, well, 2004. Yeah, I think Dawn came out in 2005, so it's possible. Four. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, who knows? Anyways, he says, hey, I can give you... A couple of days of protection. He's got that corporate gig. He's got to go do this thing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Governor's on my ass. <laughs> so Mort drives to Amy's house and he's sitting in the driveway and he's having the inner monologue like, this is not my beautiful house. 
this is not my beautiful wife mm. anymore. Yeah. You know what that's from? Once in a lifetime. That's right. Talking I heads, love baby. love talking heads. Really? Yeah. I like them too. You, you like love, love them? Oh, I've got like couple of records on vinyl, dude. They're really? great. Yeah, Stop Making Sense is probably the greatest like live recording of uh, music. All right. High praise. High praise, but okay. it's really good. Yeah. Trent Reznor's a big fan. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, he just he does <laughs> covers for their songs. Every once oh, while. yeah. Did you ever see um, Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps? No, I did not. It's actually really good. Really? Oliver Stone? Yeah. Our boy Shia LaBeouf. Well, I saw the first one, and I was like, there's no way. Oh, this, this one's way different. Right? Yeah. It's actually a really good movie, but pretty much 90% of the soundtrack is all Talking Head songs. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You should check it out. It's good. Maybe. Anyways. So Mort pulls up, and he sees, um, what's the private investigator's name? Does he ever say? I feel like he never even said. He might not. Yeah. I don't know. Dick, perhaps? I just keep calling him Charles S. Dutton. Okay. S S Dut. S Dut. T Hut. Yeah. I, I was going to get confusing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he is asleep in his car. They have a little little chuckle there as they kind of scare each other. So he scopes out Mort's house. It appears to be clean. And Mort mentions that, you know, Tom Greenleaf saw them talking to each other yeah. earlier that day. Him and Shooter. Anyways. Shooter McGavin. Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot a big habit, exactly. <laughs> so he drives off, leaving Mort alone. Mort hears a little noise in the house, grabs a fire poker, H6 style. <laughs> damn it. What? God damn it. I was like, I remember dropping it. I was like, he can't put Halloween 6. He can't do it. Do they or do they not? Do, is, is Kara Schroed's weapon a choice of fire poker? Uh, she's used it. She used it once. Okay. Now, I don't know, can you build the case that that is her, like if, if NECA made an action figure of Kara Strug, would she have <laughs> would she have a fire poker? Real talk, if they do, I'm buying it. Okay. What's the Funko Pop of Kara, of Kara Strug looking like? Is it just her going out of the window? <laughs> Good one. And did the, 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 the Paul Rudd's going, where's, where's Kara? Where's Kara? I feel like we've been drugged. When the fuck did that happen? Okay, go listen to that episode. <laughs> we can keep talking. Yeah, I know we can. Anyways. <laughs> this is a good scene here. There's good tension. Yeah. All for a mouse, though. You know, he busts in the bathroom swinging, breaks a mirror, and then breaks a shower door. He also handles that mouse pretty pretty humanely. Yeah. You know, he doesn't kill it or you know, he just towel over it, balls it up. Yeah, he throws it back on his desk, kind of willy nilly, like it's Jake the Snake Roberts when he's got his snake in his bag. Oh, Have you okay. seen him throw that thing on the on the ring? He just like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's just a fucking boa constrictor. All right, I, I, I can I appreciate that, Jason. <laughs> so he takes the mouse outside. Yep. Then he sees Shooter. Shooter. Yeah. So Shooter's main thing here is he wants Mort to write his ending. So. Yes. I'm sure if you listen to this episode, you've seen the movie. So the big reveal is that Johnny Depp is Shooter. Yes. So Shooter was invented by Mort because he like didn't have the courage to do this, so he had to like go to that dark place. Mm-hmm. So Shooter keeps saying he wants him to write his ending. But you know, for 
simplicity's sake, we're going to pretend like we don't know all this yet. Because yes. it'll get weird. So, Mort tries to hit Shooter with a shovel, but he pushes Mort up against the wall. Yeah, I mean, Shooter can... Shooter, he's bench 300 pounds. Country strong. He's country strong, There's a yeah. term for that. <laughs> like I was saying about country scary, there's also country strong. It's like, country strong, they don't, you know, do bench presses or go oh, to no. work at the gym. Like, no, they just pick up giant bags of fertilizer or hog feed. It's and they just, do that for like... 50 years straight. Yeah, it's just consistent work, you know, yeah. <laughs> through their whole life. It's just compacted muscle. Mm-hmm. It's like concrete. <laughs> torque. Torque. That's like what your dad said. Torque. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was like, you know, I, I took weightlifting in high school. I thought I was fucking jacked, you know. Mm-hmm. So I remember like one time I was challenged my dad to arm wrestling doesn't lift weights. No. He whooped my ass so easy. I was like, what the fuck? And you're like 17 years old. Your dad's like 55. He was like, yeah. (laughs) He's probably smoking a cigarette the whole time you're doing it to him. Oh, he was. (laughs) And I was like, what what the hell is that? He's like, got that torque, boy. Yeah, I got that torque. Let me grab another Miller Lite real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, so yeah, he pushes him against the the truck. And he's like, I ain't quitting until right gets put right. So, next morning, while enjoying a nice Dorito breakfast, Amy calls and says someone has burned down their house. So, they built the burnt set. Mm -hmm. They actually constructed that and kind of imposed it onto the actual house. Yeah. Because who would have thought somebody didn't want them to actually burn down their house to get the shot? You know, it's kind of an expensive shot, but I can see where the filmmakers want it because you need authenticity. Yeah, for cinematography. Yeah, so this had a forty million budget. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty contained. I was kind of trying to figure out where forty million went. Is an Adam Sandler like money laundering thing for this, or? Well, it's Johnny Depp. Well, I'm sure, but I don't think he's a twenty million dollar guy. Oh, dude, this is like Pirates fame. He took a pay cut for this. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but see, but I don't think. I'm not sure he was the biggest. He was probably the most expensive thing in the entire budget. I'm sure. But yeah. Where the rest of that. Thirty twenty million dollars go. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we may never know, Jason. Okay. Well, Amy shows up with Ted. Meet Ted, a massive asshole. Also He's, in a Stephen King movie, The Dark Half, which is a oh, George A. Romero. Hey, Bring you like George back. A. Romero and Stephen King? Listen to our Creep Show episode. So Ted is overstepping big time here, dude. Okay, my house burned down, and I was trying to talk to firefighters and. Hot shot shows up and be like, bro, back it up. All right. <laughs> Tiger got out of his cage, bro. <laughs> Tiger's going to get out of the cage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, obviously, he needs to be there because he's supporting his girlfriend or yeah. whatever. Like, do I it, get why he's there. Do it from the side. But he's, you know, this is their house still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, he's trespassing. I mean, if you want to be sure semantics, I guess, sure. <laughs> yeah. You're trespassing, bro. Get off my property. So back at the attorney's office, tension is thick. So thick. And we learned the word rubbernecking. Say it quite a bit. You've been saying it all week, haven't you? Rubbernecking. You trying to rubberneck? He's rubbernecking. (laughs) (laughs) Rubbernecker. (laughs) So yeah, Amy and Mort are looking over the list of items that were destroyed and Ted is trying to rubberneck. And they're like, actually, Ted, you're kind of overstepping here. Get out. 
Dude, he like straight up mean mugs. I was back up. He mean mugs the Johnny Depp when they first get there. Like they go walk to the what burned down. He just walks by. He's like, yeah, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so Mort name you're talking in the lobby, and Ted shows up. Ted and Mort have a little chat. Oh yeah, they filmed this in New York City. I bet. Yeah, bet that was expensive. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. NYC shutting down that street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ted gets all up in his grill, steps all up in it. Oh yeah, nah, son, nah. <laughs> you got to back up, Ted. It was like you know he's at a UFC event. They're about to like they just get weigh-ins. They got to yeah. get pictures for the the night next night. This is like when uh, John Jones and DC started throwing hands at the weigh-in. Remember that? I, I remember or or the uh, not the weigh-in, but the little face-off thing. Yeah, I remember that because Dana White was like on vacation, so he wasn't even at the event. It was like, this is my first day of fucking vacation in like four years, and of course this shit happened. Uh, I think like John Anik was in between them. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I, th- I thought it was Dana yeah. White when I first saw the picture. Oh, I was no. like, oh, okay, so he's just cloning himself. To he's get- like 5'6 or something. <laughs> he's like in between these two monsters. Anyways, almost thought he was about to pull a Final Destination here. Oh, yeah. You can just drop fucking dead. <laughs> Smash. Ted mentions that he's from Tennessee. Shooter's Bay. So that's a little hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Throwing the audience off saying, hey, something's up with this fella. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like the ambiguity of Ted stuff. Do you think like he may have be behind a bit of it? Yeah, because I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Shooter's Bay, getting all up in his face, you know? Yeah, but he's a bit of a red herring there, too. Yes. You know. So the private investigator calls Mort from the same room and motel he was at earlier. Oh, yes. Is this a callback, a little tribute, perhaps, to Doc Halloran in The Shining? When he calls from the motel and he's on the bed. I think that's maybe a little bit of a stretch, <clears throat> but I mean, maybe. I this movie does have some strong shining vibes. It's got a couple here and there, yeah, but... A couple? Know, well, well, towards the end. Well, I mean, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't Let me have it, Jason. Okay. Thank you. Another log oh, on God, the fire. God, you tried to take me away. <laughs> take it away from me. God. Yeah, no, you can't have it. Okay. <laughs> you can't think that if you'll stop. <laughs> Well, he mentions that he talked to Tom Greenleaf, and he says he didn't see them. Says, so now he's saying he thinks Shooter was hired by somebody. Again, red herring. Bet it's Ted. Mm-hmm. He wants Mort to meet him so they can talk to Tom, so they can go to the police, because if they can all corroborate what happened, then they have a case. Yeah. So, Mort wakes up in a hurry. He sees the hat on the porch. He steps outside, and his Jeep is running. That's for a big a Jeep Cherokee back in 2004. Those things are like $40 million. Really? Is that no, a fact? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he walks, he puts a hat in the trash bag and he drives into town. So nothing really happens there. Yeah, the town folk kind of look it, at him weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of like, a, oh, he's a somewhat celebrity kind of thing. Nobody's accusing him of murdering anybody. Yeah. Would you like a pack of cigarettes? part is weird <laughs> i don't smoke paul mall cracker you know, bastard you remember that part what when he picked up the paul malls in the seat of the car he says paul mall cracker bastard uh, <laughs> that's funny i've never smoked a paul mall in my life but I, as soon as i see it i'm like mm-hmm. i used to smoke those really Ooh, the blue pack 
Ugh. Yeah, I used to. I was just a standard like white trash Marlboro Light kind of guy. Back <laughs> My man, <laughs> Marlboro Reds. <laughs> so I gotta say, um, I think this movie it benefits well from these quirky little comedic moments. They're yeah, kind of peppered throughout. It kind of makes it feel like the story's not taking itself too serious. Yeah. Um, like I don't know, a cigarette. You know, and like yeah. Mort's always denying that he doesn't smoke. He has these little, little comedic quirks that Johnny Depp sells well. Yeah, I like the part where, like when he turned the uh, the key off the ignition, he kind of acted like he was going to bite him or something. He kind of did a little. Yeah, there's kind of some Jack Sparrow stank on this movie. Yeah, like when he's uh. He... But where's the Mountain Dew? <laughs> Okay, so like uh, when he washes his hands and he's walking back to the couch, he's kind of like shaking his hands dry. Little, uh, there's a little Captain Sparrow ness on it. I mean, this was around the time he shot that. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. No, it kind of kind of makes you like him a little more. Yeah, and I like it. Kind of adds, it makes the town a little bit more of a, a thing of the character. You know? Yeah, I enjoy that part too when he goes out to the town. So Mort drives past the gas station and he sees Ted. I like this exchange here. Yeah, because he's rubbernecking. Rubbernecking. So Ted says, you know, I know a lot of what's going on is my fault. Turns out like Ted wants him to sign the papers. So the whole time this whole exchange is going on, Ted thinks they're talking about the divorce. Mort thinks they're talking about Shooter. Yes. Mort gets all up in his grill. He's like, look, motherfucker. I don't respond well to intimidation. It makes mm. me feel all icky. He's like, what's up? <laughs> as soon as I said heard icky, I was like, that is the most Johnny Depp thing I've ever heard in my life. Icky? It makes me feel icky, okay? <laughs> Let me put on a couple more wristbands, all my rings. <laughs> I'm feeling a little icky. I feel naked. A little na- <laughs> ach- naked icky. <laughs> so when Mort says, I buried my dog, Ted's reaction here could interpret it as two ways. You could interpret it okay. as, I can't believe Shooter did that. This is getting out of hand. Or Mort is officially crazy. Kind of, it's a very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Then uh, Johnny Depp's like, why don't you go back and tell that to your filthy little friend. Ted thinks you're talking about Amy. Yes. But Mort's talking about Shooter. So Ted swings on him and mm-hmm. misses. Hits, the, hits his car. Yeah, like Karate Kid too. Except the windows, oh. except the windows don't shatter. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Yeah, but, but it's it's a really good scene about how they're they're talking about the same, they're having the same conversation, but they think it means two completely different things. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, Mort gets a call from Shooter. He runs down to where they met, and that's where he finds that Tom is dead in the truck with the PI in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mort passes out. Ichabod Crane style. Right? I forgot he does pass. That was one of his little quirks in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. We got to do a good Tim Burton month. We'll forget about the later stuff. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Sleepy Hollow. Frank and Weenie. Sure. <laughs> Anything but the Alice in Wonderland movies. Not a fan. No. Did you ever see those? No. Yeah. I never saw. I don't. <clears throat> Big Fish. That's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Not a scary movie at all. But it's a good movie. I fuck with Sleepy Hollow though. You fucks with it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. You did? Yeah, it's oh. a good one. Halt and turn. I have a pistol aimed. <laughs> <laughs> what danger was me? My father had to. <laughs> <laughs> Young Masbeth. 
Come with me to the forest. <laughs> what was the widow's name? The widow Winship. The widow Winship. <laughs> oh, so Shooter. So Mort wakes up and his legs asleep. Again, another little little squirrel moment. That was another little quirky thing. It's like the squirrels, it's like, the squirrels know I murdered him. Yeah. <laughs> so he wakes up and Shooter's like, Whose screwdriver you think's in that fella's head? <laughs> yeah. Or as it, I would say it, whose screwdriver do you think is in that fellow's head? It just sounds the exact same as Turo, right? <laughs> Actually, yours is a little more country. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So Mort tells Shooter he has the magazine. He's like, I have the magazine. I have the goddamn magazine. This is the first time we see Shooter shook. He's like, there can't be no magazine. Mm-hmm. Because if there is a magazine, Mort doesn't exist. <laughs> so yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. One of my favorite little lines of this exchange, when he's walking off, he's like, you got my hat, I want it. One way or another. <laughs> yeah, I remember that down too. Like, motherfucker wants his hat. It was like, Mother, you're the one that fucking left it on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Mort pulls the screwdriver out. That sound. Oof. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And he pushes the car off the cliff. This is kind of fodder tension. Yeah, it's like his hey, little, the the his wristwatch is in the the gear shift. Yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> fine. I was like, okay, it's kind of like I don't know, trick or treat or something. Just put it in the quarry. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Amy calls Mort crying. Oh boy, and wants to have a talk about their relationship. And then they talk about apparently she lost a baby at some point. And I was like, well, that's kind of a yeah, yeah. So. Upon rewatch, yeah, it drags during a lot of the domestic stuff. Yeah, you know, but it's, but you have to have that in order for the story to work, though. Yeah, because if you didn't have the fact that he was still in love with Amy, obviously, like it wasn't amicable. Somebody asked him about the separation. You still kind of need the the whole Amy subplot for this movie to work, like it does. Even though it does kind of drag, it does kind of get a little low. It's, it's still important. That's true. Well put. Well, Amy decides, you know what? I'm going to put on my best pair of 2003 Capris, mm-hmm. and I'm going to drive up there. Oh, yeah. Talk to Mort. We're going to settle this thing. He's going to sign these divorce papers. This is when Mort picks up the magazine from the post office, and he starts to hallucinate a bit. He kind of starts to come unhinged. He thinks he hears the girl say, because I saw what you did. Yeah. So, anyways, he's kind of starting to lose it. So, the sheriff tries to talk to Mort. That's when Ted decides to drive up. Story's missing from the magazine, Jason. Yep. More internal dialogue starts to increase, you know. This is when he's really starting to have disassociative thoughts yeah. and stuff going on. True. So Mort goes inside and puts on the hat and starts talking to himself. And this is when the reveal comes. Yes. It's a slow ramp up mm-hmm. reveal, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't like a dun dun dun, like a high tension kind of thing. You know, when they they flip oh. on high tension, or it's like a oh okay, yeah. It's, no, it's not reveal. That's why it's like reveal like halfway through that movie. That's too. No, I think it's the uh, kind of the end. Is it? It's like the last ten percent of that movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And apparently that movie is a straight ripoff of a book, of a Dean Koontz book. That's really? uh, yeah, or I don't know if it's, but it's a very similar premise to a uh, Dean Koontz book. Oh, okay. Still a good movie though. I yeah. like it. 
Anyways, Mort starts to... It's it's Mort versus Mort. Yes. The sitcom we always wanted. He starts to really lose it here. Mm-hmm. I like when he's like, rah, rah. I was rah. like, what is this? So Johnny Depp said that he threw that in there because at the time his son was pre-verbal. Yeah. So to announce to the world that he was confused about something, he would just say, rah, rah. <laughs> So that's why Johnny Depp put it in there. He's quirky, man. That's how he is. Then he throws an ashtray and it puts a crack in the house. A literal crack. Yeah. yeah. He's cracking his psyche at this point. It was yeah. what it's going to represent. CGI crack. Yes. At that. 2004 CGI crack. <laughs> so Shooter shows up. Shows him all the things he did so Morton wouldn't have to. Now, this is when Amy pulls up and the camera pulls back out of the mirror. Mm-hmm. So now we are in reality. Yes. and But you're seeing in the mirror, you're seeing Johnny Depp looking at himself from behind. Oh, yeah. 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 So Amy goes inside. House is a mess. Do you think she knew about Chico at this point? She did not know about Chico at this point. It's never brought up. No. I don't know why he would bring it up. Well, maybe because he's when the fire happens. Uh huh. She does. He does mention he has an enemy. Maybe it, it got brought up in conversation that way. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, so she's walking around the cabin. House is a mess. Mm-hmm. She sees a half-empty Jack Daniels bottle, and there's the word "shooter" carved in everything. Yeah. So even on. Shaving cream on the window. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, huh. And I was like, so he did that in like 10 seconds? Everything was shooter, shooter, shooter? Maybe he was doing that the entire time he, he was trying to write. Maybe. I don't know. I'll work in no play like shooter, shooter, shooter. Pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of The Shining, she walks upstairs and sees shooter, shooter written everywhere. And then she sees the word shoot. The door closes and it says her. Mm-hmm. Little red rum moment. So, what do you think about all this up to this point, Jason? Uh, you know, it's it's good. I like the reveal. I like this kind of a slow reveal, not like a oh, like you know, you see like shooter like burying something, and it pans down, and the camera just pans up. It's actually Johnny Depp, not John Turturro anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like ugh, you know that old guy. Yeah, but I do kind of like and you, him kind of realizing that what he's doing and why he did it. Yes. And. Obviously, Maria Bello, being confused, is kind of like, oh, shit, you drove up at the worst time to give him to sign some divorce papers he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And Ted's on his way, too, so that's going to be pretty awful. Yeah, so when I saw this for the first time, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Really? Yeah, and I feel like most people did. Yeah. Maybe if I had watched it when I was, you know, watched it today, I would have picked up on it quicker. But yeah, at the time, I think... I mean, everybody really bought it. Yeah, I remember Em hadn't seen it before, and I I knew the ending. Uh huh. So she didn't. She know didn't know it. it. But like after like the last like I forgot when something happens after you woke up. She's like, it's totally Johnny Depp while he's asleep, isn't? And I was like, kind probably. Of. Oh, while he's asleep. While he's asleep. Okay, like, close. Yeah. So I was like, well, it's probably. Yeah. <laughs> so Mort has lost it, and he attacks Amy. She runs to the car. He pulls her out of said car. And he's also in a southern accent with his uh, Johnny of the Corn hat on. Johnny of the Corn. <laughs> That's right. So Amy runs outside and she hits her head on a rock. Then Ted pulls up. 
So Mort waits for him by the, the porch. Shovel to the face. Copperhead style. Copperhead style? Yeah, you know, they always you always see people like uh when they see a copperhead in the backyard oh, they wow. get the thing. They chop the head off. <laughs> well, presumably he stabs him in the neck. Do you think that all this could have used a little bit of gore, or are you okay with it? I'm totally okay with him going to kind of sort of Hitchcock with it, you know? Yeah, all Espe- off screen. Yeah, especially like, because everything in the 2000s was like so violent and bloody. It's kind of, it would have been refreshing to see a movie that's kind of scary and not have to rely on just sure gore. Yeah. So he kills Ted, and he recites the ending of the book to Amy as he's walking up to her. Mm-hmm. And then, off screen, kills her. See a shot of the cabin, music swells, and now there's a passage of time. Doesn't say how long, but... He's got braces and his hair looks a lot better. Yeah, so the town folk are visibly freaked out. (laughs) Mort has turned into the scariest thing of all. A middle-aged man with braces. Yeah. Horrifying. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how does it take him this long? Whatever. And also, I did not like... The way he acted at this point. Really? I was like, are you doing an audition for your Willy Wonka role? Because he felt like mm. very childlike when he was like, oh, hey, Sheriff, how are you? Would you like to come up? I've got some carrots that I'm eating over here. Yeah, so I guess you could theorize that he has exercised his demons. Yeah. He is, you know, he's got his hair did. He's got a weight bench in his cabin. Yeah. It's a new Mort world. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> He's going to start writing books that show up at the grocery store now. I'm going to creep up too close to women Yeah, in the grocery store. So, yeah, I hear you. I was fine with it. I, I thought they could have maybe done something maybe a little more like he's just like normal and not. He just seemed very strange and very like very Willy Wonka. Like okay. it seemed very much like his Willy Wonka performance to me. Yeah, thanks for bringing that movie up. Yeah, guess he directed that one. Our boy Tim, your boy Timmy B. Yep, that was really like the downfall of Tim Burton. (laughs) Everything after that, I was like, dude, come on. (laughs) Anyways, so the sheriff pays Mort a visit, and there's corn everywhere. Sheriff tells him, like, hey, we know you killed them. Sooner or later, those bodies are going to turn up. Mort's like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> so anyways. The sheriff's like, don't shop in town anymore. Go, oh, over, yeah. go over to New London if you got to do some shopping. Yeah. And then the ending of the story is recited by Mort. I know I can do it. Todd Downey said, helping himself to another ear of corn from the bowl. <laughs> something, something. Her yeah. death will be a mystery, even to me. And we get a shot of the corn and it travels down into blackness. Up close shot of Mort eating an ear of corn. That fade drove, to black. That drove me crazy. Really? What the? It fades out. Then it really quick goes back to him taking a bite of corn. I was like, that's, you did not need this at all. This is almost like a joke. Somebody would have done. Almost like an outtake. <laughs> the corn bite? Yeah. I didn't mind it. Me and Ian both busted out <laughs> laughing. Really? That. Yeah. It ended with a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the original ending? No. The deleted, well, it's not a whole lot to it. So when the camera pans down into the ground, uh-huh. instead of fading to black, 
you see the bodies. Okay. Underground. You don't need that. No, you don't. It was it's implied enough. Yeah, and it's it would have been out of place because up to that point nothing gratuitous had really happened. Everything was off screen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of the deleted ending. Corn bite's still there though. Also, he's got braces and he's eating corn. <laughs> That's a bad idea, bro. I hope you shuck that corn good. <laughs> For all you non-country folk out there. How yeah, often have you shucked corn on a front porch, Jason? Fucking hell. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, they got three acres. We want to freeze, you know, 60 bushels of corn. <laughs> It'll get us through six summers. That's a fun afternoon in the South. <laughs> Anyways, in the movie. Yes. Corn bite. Fade to black. See you later. Mm-hmm. Ten point scale, Jason. What do you give it? Seven. Six and a half, seven. Six and a half or six, seven? Uh, six point seven five. <laughs> I'm gonna go with eight. Really? I'm gonna go with eight. Maybe I. Maybe it's because I grew up watching this one. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if if I hadn't have had the ending ruined for me, mm-hmm. and if maybe if I did watch it when it came out, I would maybe be, have it think of it in a little bit higher regard than I do. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I, I don't think I will really ever watch this movie again. And it's good, but I just don't. I don't know if I'll ever have a like, ooh, you know, Secret Windows streaming on Netflix right now. Maybe I should watch that. Uh-huh. You know. But I do like Johnny Depp in this movie a lot. I think he's really good. Yes. I like him and Totoro talking to each other, as you said. That's always pretty captivating when yeah. they're all screaming together. Their dialogue is the best part. Yeah. Sure. And sometimes I don't like Totoro's accent, but it never it's not bad. You know, it's not mm. a bad accent at all. It's just sometimes I feel a little distracted because I'm used to him not having that kind of accent. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but he does a good job. The sheriff, I feel like I need a little bit more from that character. Or some, maybe some sort of, more from like law enforcement kind more of thing. More presence. And then there's also the whole thing with him, the maybe he plagiarized something previously. Yeah, it's kind of alluded to with when Amy's talking to him, like, this isn't like the last time, is it? And he's like, of course not, Amy. I paid him everything he wanted, and that was the end of it. It was like, yeah. well... Expand upon that. Yeah. I mean, there's some points, you know, you kind of leave a little bit of intrigue in movies, but some, I was like, just a little bit more on that. Like, did he plagiarize? Did he not plagiarize this kind of thing? Sure. Um, I feel like the first half is a lot stronger. Yeah. First half is. Yeah. Because you're like, where's this going? Who's mm-hmm. this guy? You're asking a lot of questions. And uh, it definitely drags in the middle quite a bit. Yeah. Well, not not a whole lot. It's necessary, but it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I get that. It does, like you said, some parts. It's kind of necessary, but it does drag. Maybe they could have presented it in a more exciting manner than like her crying on the bed to having a conversation like that. Yeah. Oh, and she briefly mentions that she lost the child. Yeah. Remember? Like, again, like there's things. Sure, you don't need to explain everything, but mm-hmm. when you give little tidbits, kind of like that. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit more, you know? Yeah, it seems like something like that would have played more of a role into Mort breaking yeah. into psychosis. Like, that would have got brought up again at some point, but it's just brought up for two seconds. and then Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like they're making you ask questions mm-hmm. that are sort of frustrating instead of fulfilling, you know? Okay. 
Yeah, it's like, hey, you're supposed to tell me the answers to this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And now I get it. You know, not everything needs to be like, you treat everybody like they're fucking stupid. Sure. But some things that when they get brought up, like the plagiarism thing, it was just kind of driving me crazy. Like, I need a little bit more of a hook for this plagiarism. Yeah, thing. you don't have to be Freddy versus Jason, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my children are, aren't afraid, but... I sent Jason to kill him. So then I'll <laughs> I'll be strong again. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, row three, seat two. <laughs> Did you understand what I said? I'm Freddy Krueger. Want <laughs> me to say it again? Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I'm it Robert all. England. I've got no problem with talking. Oh, I'll <laughs> talk your fucking ear off. <laughs> so, anyways, um, the first half is better. The Totoro depth dialogue back and forth is great. Yeah. I really like the little weird comedic moments peppered in throughout the movie. I bust up here when Ted punched the wall again after he'd punched the window. Oh, window. that's right, I yeah. I bust that laugh at that part. Just little moments like that. Even yeah. when the tension is thick, there's always like a little... Yeah. Like, oh, okay, keeping yeah. it light. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And it really makes you root for Mort. Mm-hmm. Perhaps even after he makes the turn, you're kinda, you've been with him so long. You're kind of like, all right, well, you're kind of like, you know, we're what? doing this. You stretch your arms out, really. Like, all right, fuck it, let's see how this rides out. Yeah, you know? like, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, Ted, you're about to get it. Mm-hmm. And the director said that at a lot of the screenings, people cheered when Ted got killed. Yeah, so <laughs> that felt good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I got wood. <laughs> they should have they had just like up close shots of Ted and like Mort just beating the shit out of him with a shovel. Like repeatedly. five minutes straight, he's going. Wham. <laughs> Wham. And he's like, are you what? done? It's just mush at this point. Shut up, woman. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Ted. <laughs> um, good score. Uh, Philip Glass. Yeah. Has a good foreboding, deep score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I give it an eight. Maybe this it's is... nostalgia for me, but... Yeah. So this movie feels like the kind of movie that people would discover the killer afternoon on Saturday, like two o'clock when they've got nothing to go on. Okay. They see it's on AMC, you know, like Secret Window. What's that? Oh, Giant Dip. Let's see what this is all about. And then you just kind of sit on the couch for two hours straight and you're like, oh, well, that was a fun movie. But then you don't really, maybe you tell somebody you watched it. Maybe you didn't. You just kind of enjoyed the ride. <laughs> yeah, maybe tell somebody. Yeah. Maybe you tell somebody, maybe you don't. Maybe, yeah. Hey, maybe. You know, exactly. I feel like that's this is kind of like a, one of, a perfect example of that kind of movie. Like a Kill Your Afternoon movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> This movie's just so damn cozy to me, though. Yeah, like I you said, ever see a movie? You're like, you just want to watch it and snuggle up on the couch. It just feels cozy. Maybe it's the cabin setting. It's the couch with all those pillows on it that he keeps throwing it off. It's kind of like you're just on that couch with Mort, drinking that Mountain Dew, stroking his beautiful hair, <laughs> taking a swig of his Mountain Dew. It's kind of blonde, and it kind of isn't. Oh, I don't that, know what's going it's that on. Dirty. California sunshine surf blonde. Yeah, I'm good thing under the East Coast though. But. Gorgeous Maine. <laughs> yeah, beautiful hair. Yeah, get out of here, Sasquatch. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. There you go. I give it an eight. I enjoy it. Sue me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. I guess our download numbers will show. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this movie it's not really brought up I a feel whole like lot it's a movie a lot of people have seen but people just don't really like I said it's a movie maybe you tell somebody you want <laughs> maybe you don't you know I don't think I've ever seen a 
at least to my knowledge, I don't know if a podcast has ever covered this. I, I'm sure somebody has at some point, but I haven't yeah. seen any like of uh, the the other podcasts that we you know that we talk to or sure. I haven't seen it pop up a lot. Yeah. Well, we're doing it. Yeah, for number fifty. Big yeah. five O. Bold choice. Mm-hmm. You would think I'd do Halloween again, but no. I'd put the kibosh on that listener. <laughs> Feels like, hey, Jason, what do you think? All right, big fifty. By the way, this October Halloween watch alongs coming. I'm announcing I, it here. I'll do a watch along. I will not re-examine, it, re-examine okay. all of them. We'll we'll unearth some new uh, developments throughout the watch along. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> You heard it here first. I'll just be sitting on my phone the entire time. I was like, What's up? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, and I was thinking this. There's a very real possibility Halloween Kills could be number 100. The time frame's about right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring my notebook to Halloween. So, hey, can you get the projection? Can you pause that real quick? I need to make sure that's an Easter egg for my podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Projector Guy, can you pause that real quick? I got to hit up IMDb real quick. Shh. Do you mind rewinding like, Ten seconds. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a beautiful night when we cover that one. Yeah, that's gonna be a live from the Alamo, fresh out of the theater episode. <laughs> and then a episode a week later after it's taken time to kind of digest a bit. Anyways, um, <laughs> all right. Well, we are starting to ramble. We hope you enjoyed Secret Window. I did. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Seven's a good score. It is. It's good. Anyways, um, we will see you guys back here next week for yeah, we're not been, entirely sure we what have the theme's going to be. But we'll ju- we'll put something on the Instagram about what it'll be, we promise. We promise. Until next week, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House Podcast.